from the Mercy One Studio. John Leonetti in the Morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International. Welcome in, everyone. John Leonetti in the morning here on Iowa Catholic Radio, 11.50 a.m., 88.5 FM and 94.5 FM. We are streaming online at iowacatholicradio.com and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Thank you so much for joining me today, friends. It is Thursday, June 11th. we got a great show in store for you today. Uh, coming up, Randy Keel, Deacon Randy Keel be talking about the first and or second reading for this Sunday. At 7.15, Katie Prejean McGrady is going to be on, project manager and podcast host for Ave Explores, going to talk about faith in action and what Ave Explores is. She was on, I want to say about a month ago, to talk about one of their uh, videos, and she's got a new one out. Julie Nelson, co-host of Catholic Women Now, going to preview her 9 o'clock show this morning. Also on the show today, there's a new Bible out by Bishop Barron's Word on Fire team. We're going to take a look in that and throughout it and see what that uh, can do for us here as well. Um, and I, well, I don't want to overpromise here because uh, we've got a real packed first half hour. So we'll see if I can get to uh, what else I want to get to in the second half hour. Mark Amadeo with your news and sports weather straight from the desk of Channel 13 meteorologist Megan Selwell. We'll have your saint of the day coming up as well. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo now with your news and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Hello, sir. Well, good morning, John. Happy Thursday to you. How how are you on this sunny day? I'm doing just fine this morning. Got a good night's sleep and ready to go. That's all you need. Absolutely. You know, we have good weather coming up here in the next several days, although we didn't get the best news yesterday about the state fair, and that'll lead our newscast mm-hmm. off here later on. But uh, eh, I know you were a lot of people disappointed that pork chop on a stick, me holding two of them, walking sure. down the Grand Concourse of the Iowa State Fair. Not happening this year, unfortunately. I'm going to have to just uh, line up at your house for that pork chop on a stick. But uh, saw Bill Riley Jr. yesterday at uh, Panera, and so I talked to him for a little while. Mm-hmm. That was before the big news came out. Uh, but a little shout-out oh, to him, okay. and uh, yeah, he... He, of course, you know, canceled his shows, uh, the talent shows, way before. I mean, that I want to say that happened early on, and um, then now the State Fair seems to have followed suit. Yeah, Bill goes on a, a statewide tour for the uh, talent search, and the, the winners advance to the State Fair, so he doesn't have to go to all 99 counties this year. Yeah, that might save on gas. <laughs> A little bit. I don't think he his show is at all 99 counties, but uh, he has uh, basically regional. He's he's been doing it for quite a while, and his dad started the whole thing. And uh, I remember that as a as a young man here in Central Iowa watching that. You know, he used to have a, a show here in Iowa. He used to do the morning show in Iowa Catholic Radio for mm-hmm. uh, I, I want to say was it a couple years, a year, and uh, yeah, it was. I enjoyed listening to him. Yep, I was, I was part of that too, and uh, that was a lot of that was a lot of fun. And uh, Bill's still here in Central Iowa. His yeah. wife's a nurse, and uh, 
I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. The members of St. Francis, and uh, sounds like uh, they're doing well. And uh, you saw him yesterday at Panera. I'm, I'm sure that uh, he had a buy, not you. <laughs> well, I didn't meet him. I just saw him at Panera yesterday, and uh, but it was oh, good. To, okay. It's good to see other humans that I, I recognize <laughs> today. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well. Here we are, Thursday, and uh, getting ready for the weekend. We'll have some pretty good weather so we can get back outdoors. I know, John, that lawn is probably going, growing three or four inches, especially since you fertilized it, and uh, the neighbors want the ducks to go away. So you can do something about your swamp, and we'll get it all fixed. I'm hoping that it's dry enough this weekend to get the whole thing mowed this time, not just most of it. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> I could just see it. Take a picture of that and put it on your uh, Facebook and Iowa Catholic radio page. I want, want our listeners to see how this is a, uh, this grassy marsh that you have going in your backyard. It's a small area, out. but yet it, it's staying stubborn. Okay. And that's that's your that's your uh, word, and you're going to stick to it, I'm sure. Yeah. All right. From the uh, WHO TV 13 weather desk this morning and meteorologist Megan Selwa, Currently at the Mercy One Studios, my goodness, look outside. That's the sun, mostly sunny, 55 degrees, a southwest wind at 5 miles per hour, the humidity down to uh, 77%. What a beautiful day to be outdoors. And today we will see sunny skies, somewhat breezy conditions, but a high today of 82 degrees. The winds will be out of the west at 10 to 20 miles per hour. Tonight mostly clear, overnight low of 60 degrees, and tomorrow partly cloudy and almost perfect, a high of 84 degrees. The winds will die down a little bit on your Friday. Saturday, partly cloudy. There is a chance some spotty sprinkles are saying, mainly in northern Iowa, but some could reach here at some point in time Saturday, a high of 79 degrees. And on Sunday, more of the same, partly cloudy and dry, high of 79 degrees. Well, in the news, on this Thursday morning, as we mentioned earlier, the uh, 2020 Iowa State Fair will be postponed to uh, 2021 followed, following a vote yesterday by the uh, Iowa State Fair Board. Now, the State Fair Board voted 11-2 to 2 yesterday to cancel the 2020 Iowa State Fair that was scheduled for this August 13th through the 22nd. Iowa State Fair CEO Gary Slater said social distancing would have posed a challenge to fair organizers and that Iowa Department of Public Health recommended postponing the fair. He went on to say the board will need to reduce its expenses for the 2021 Iowa State Fair. And uh, Iowa joins Wisconsin and Minnesota canceling their 2020 state fairs. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print and the opening uh uh, day for the Iowa High School baseball and softball season is just a few days away. This Monday, uh, June 15th, the Dowling baseball and softball teams will open up their seasons on the road. Dowling baseball team travels to North for a double varsity uh, doubleheader beginning at 3.30, while the Dowling softball team will be at North for a 5 o'clock doubleheader. And the opening game here in Iowa Catholic Radio will be covering high school baseball with Dowling uh, throughout the season and some softball. And our first game will be this coming Wednesday, June 15th, Dowling has their home opener against Des Moines Lincoln, but the game will be played at Principal Park in downtown Des Moines. We'll have all the coverage. Five o'clock, the doubleheader begins. Joe Stacy on the call from Principal Park this coming Wednesday, June 15th, Dowling versus Lincoln. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, currently we have mostly sunny skies, 55 degrees, a southwest wind at five miles per hour. And today we will see sunny skies, somewhat breezy conditions, a high of 82 degrees with west winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour. Per hour. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports on your Thursday morning, John Leonetti Show. Coming up, Jimmy Olson, and he has your morning traffic report. I'm
Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports. Our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Kemen, and Mercy Medical Center. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Starting off accident-free, 235, also running pretty good into downtown from the east to west, west Mixer. That's uh, running about seven minutes as you are headed in, thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team of strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who execute their project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to Deacon Randy Keel right now. Good morning, Deacon. Oh, good morning. Good morning. I must say to you, a happy feast of Corpus Christi, which uh, lands on today. Unfortunately, many aren't going to be able to receive Jesus in the Eucharist today, uh, and many on Sunday, of course, that uh, the church would uh, tr- would celebrate it. Um, but a word about the Eucharist in your life? Absolutely. You know, even even in the deprivation, I, that's how I'm going to tie in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, actually, John. Um in the deprivation, it's so important that we even remember. And I'm going to go off this word remember because that's what Paul exhorts the, um, the church in Corinth to do. Hmm. Folks, let's not forget where we come from. You know, sometimes it's good to sit around and share memories, and then sometimes there's also those memories that our parentals will say to us, need I remind you where you have come from? There's a little bit of a sort of a chastisement that he's giving here to the church at Corinth because they've gotten caught up in idolatry. He says, folks, you know, you're kind of in this chapter. You're, you're, you're really starting to live just like our ancestors lived, and look at the lesson that they lived. They lived in the desert, but they were under the cloud the whole time, and the cloud represents God the Father. And they were through the sea. He followed them through the sea. The sea represents salvation. And then he says that they were baptized into Moses, and now we have the baptism into Christ. And they were baptized into Moses through God and through the sea, meaning Jesus, and they had spiritual drink from the rock, which is now our church, and they had spiritual food continually given to them. And the rabbinic legend that they had also was that the water didn't just flow from the rock, but the water formed a that followed them all throughout the desert. So Paul plays on this and said, and this Christ follows us always and knows all the adulterous idolatrous ways that we get involved in. Let us come clean through the salvation of Christ so that when we sit at the table, we can then share in one cup of blessing and we can partake in one bread because we are one body. I want to accentuate the cup of blessing. I did not realize till I sat down and studied this week in prepa- preparation for John, our koinonia, our fellowship together sure. in this minute, in these few minutes, our fellowship, our bond through Christ. It's not just having a good time with friends. Our fellowship is through the union of Jesus Christ. Don't get me going. Don't get me going. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the cup of blessing was the third cup of wine that they shared at special meals. Hmm. 
It was the last cup that they drank. And like the wedding at Cana, commonly, before the miracle happened, the people were used to the last cup to the end of the celebration being the weaker wine. But he pulled it out differently. And at the very end, he says, hey, this cup of blessing, not only will I drink my cup, I give my cup to you. I share it with you. And in this, I want you to take this and we give thanks. I'm not just giving thanks in word. I'm giving my whole life, my whole body. And every time you drink this from now on, my command is do this in the memory of me. As you partake, you join me. So as we go forward to partake in communion, even in the obedience right now to our bishop that we are in the omission of that, we are walking in the partaking of Christ through apostolic authority given to him by the Pope. Yeah. So we are still in the Eucharisteo. We are still in the process of giving things. We are in full yep. participation with Eucharist in the ability to consume the obedience of what he has given to mm. us. Oh, I like that. I think that's good. And, and, and so wanna, it, It's oh, still our full yes. It's yeah. still our full yes, the full fiat living in us. I want to kind of double down on what you just said, because here in uh, 1 Corinthians ten sixteen to 17, this is the defining mark of the church, the early church. It yeah. is the Eucharist. This is what calls everyone together. He, he says this is what defines us as the one body, because we all partake of the one loaf. And this, to me, is just, I mean, it's a slam dunk for why I'm Catholic. And it's not just because it's bread. It's because it's Christ. Right. It's not symbolic. It's because it's Christ. And in the literal Greek, ice potos, those are two Greek words, that's into bread. It actually doesn't say loaf. Hmm. Loaf is inserted later because it was like a human implication that there was a loaf. But it means all one bread. It's all one. And that's why we use hosts and wafers, whatever term we want to use for that, because it's not about an individual loaf. It's about the collective body, the one bread. He is one bread. Interesting. I, I want to, uh, before we go, a quick note. You were on uh, Facebook the other day with Father Chris Fontanini uh, talking yeah. about um, mental health and uh, related to COVID-19. Uh, how we was that received? Calming, calming the COVID chaos. My goodness. How, 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 I like that title. How, how, was, uh, how was the scene? How was the feedback? Uh, we, we had about um, upwards of 60 people participate with us. Wonderful. And um, a lot of good feedback. Um, good suggestions. Uh, people took little tidbits, just like little bits of bread. And said, oh, the calming of the spirit. You know, so yep. we got some good feedback on that because just like earlier, earlier in verse 13 in this chapter, sorry, I keep relating back, but it was oh, sure. a powerful study. There, there isn't any problem that man's going to go through that God isn't going to be able to be the path to get them through. And he says that really all the problems we go through, man creates them. They're all common to man. But God is always the salvation through the problems. And that's where, that's where we've got to rest our hope also, is that God is in control. Yeah. And I don't say that with any trite or glib nature. That's an assurance of our faith and our salvation. That's it. Deacon Randy Keel, would you give us your blessing? I pray. Absolutely. I pray for the blessing of Almighty God through his cup of blessing and the offering of his body, be it with us all in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. 
Amen. Amen. Deacon Randy Keel, everyone. Thanks, Deacon. Thank you. Great Quinnia. Have a great rest of the week. Always a good conversation with Deacon Randy every Thursday morning. Coming up right after this, Katie Prejean McGrady, project manager and podcast host for Ave Explores. Faith in Action is their new series that they've got coming out. We'll have her on right after this. Don't go anywhere. John Lanetti in the morning here in this feast of the Corpus Christi, Thursday, June 11th. Thank you to Golden Rule, plumbing, heating, and cooling for underwriting the show. GoldenRulePHC.com, been with me now for over a year, maybe a year and a half now, and just been so impressed with their uh, gratitude, and, and uh, you know, they, they thank us. Well, we thank them for underwriting this show. We couldn't do it without our sponsors. I see their trucks everywhere. They're busy, busier than ever. GoldenRulePHC.com, thank you again for underwriting the show. GoldenRulePHC.com. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at blessmentinternational.org. That's blessmentinternational.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Their number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. The Catholic Tuition Organization provides tuition assistance for families to send their kids to our Catholic schools and 65% Iowa tax credits for you. Give to ctoiowa.org. Hello, my friends. Father Wade Menezes here of EWTN's Open Line Tuesday, where topics of faith, family, and fellowship are discussed each week, along with my giving general pastoral advice and catechesis. I'm asking you to faithfully support your local Catholic radio station, help give the Catholic faith to others by promoting solid Catholic programming in your local area. I strongly encourage you to become a faithful steward to your local Catholic radio station. You can give securely online at iowacatholicradio.com, the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or call 515-223-1150. No man is an island we can found. No man is an island that you can't Corpus Christi today. We're going to continue to make our way through John 6. Uh, as the church continues to make their way through John 6. Just talking with Deacon Randy Keel all about the Eucharist. The unity. And of course, this was this was the unifying uh, force. This was the mark of the early church right here. And we see that from St. Paul. As I said before, friends, I mean this. Uh, this is why I'm Catholic. 
because of the Eucharist. So uh, take some time today if you can. I know maybe you're not able to go to your your local adoration chapel um, or you're not able to go to Mass. Uh, If you are, praise God. But if you're not able to right now, take some time and and still spend it in the presence, maybe even just reading uh, sacred scripture, combing through John 6 with the church today. You can go to usccb.org, by the way. They have all the readings up there, so you can check that out too. Let's go to my next guest of the day, project manager at podca- and podcast host for Ave Explorers. Welcome back, Katie Prejean McGrady. Hey, John. How you doing? Doing fine this morning. All right. We got a new... Now, are we calling these series? Yeah, series, seasons. I don't know. We haven't settled on a word yet. Yeah. And how many do you do a year? Um, so four is the plan, plus a Lent and Advent kind of bonus seasons. So okay. six, I guess. Okay, yeah. Cool. Well, this new one is Faith in Action. Um, and I, I like it. First of all, I saw the video. You're in a food pantry. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. I went to my local Catholic charities. I'm friends with the, the nun director. So I called in a favor. So tell me about it. Faith, ex- faith in Action. What is it? Yeah. Yeah. So we, I mean, it's a, a fancy, fun, shorter way of saying Catholic social teaching, right? We wanted to explore together, what does it mean to actually be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ in the world today mm-hmm. by feeding the hungry and, and clothing the naked and visiting the imprisoned and, and caring for the sick? Like, what does that look like? Um, and really, it couldn't have come at a more appropriate time, I think. That's that's the Holy Spirit's providence, not our planning. Yeah. This was originally supposed to be in Lent. We flip-flopped some things around, and uh, it worked out. Uh, one of the things maybe you don't know, but my listeners do, is I, I love the saints. I, I just mm. I, I just park myself there, and I know you highlight a lot of saints in this whose lives were really focused on service to others uh, in social justice. Uh, who are a couple that you highlight? Yeah, so this past week we did St. Andre Bassett. Nice. You know, most people don't probably think of him as a social justice warrior, but sometimes holding the door is providing a service to someone and mm-hmm. is loving someone. St. Josephine Bakita. Of course, the the woman who was kidnapped and enslaved and, and converted to Catholicism became a sister after she obtained her freedom. Um, we talk about Pier Giorgio Frassati, I think the favorite of most millennials in the world today. Um, and of course, you know, good old Mother Teresa, we, we could mm-hmm. not talk about her. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, social justice, what do we mean? What does the Church mean when she says social justice is what we want? So, I mean, if you look at the two words, right, social, so being in connection and community out in the world, and justice, what do we owe to one another? We go with the classical definition. So as a church, as the body of Christ, what do we owe to one another? How do we serve one another um, and respond to the needs of people, both temporal and spiritual? Uh, there's this not very well-known document of St. John the Twenty-Third, Mater et Magistra, so, so mother and teacher. Um, and it's, it's actually kind of a social justice document where John the Twenty-Third talks about the Church teaches, but the Church also cares, mm-hmm. like a mother. And social justice really is the Church saying, we are a mother to the world, and here's how you all, the body of Christ, participate in that mission. And this, I just want to be clear about this, because I think a lot of times we can hear certain words in the Church, and we live in a very hyper-polarized mm-hmm. world, and so we can hear words like social justice and think, well, that's that kind of Catholic. Well, I'm not that kind of Catholic. I'm this kind of Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that can get pretty dangerous, because when we talk about social justice, we're talking about the whole gamut here of what we mm-hmm. owe to another. So I know there's people working on the front lines to eradicate abortion. 
uh, in our right. world. Well, that, so that's social justice, right? I mean, you were giving what's due to that human life and that mother, mm-hmm. which is uh, a good life and life just in general. Uh, and then, of course, feeding the hungry, as you said, clothing the naked, comforting the afflicted, visiting the sick and the imprisoned, all things that Jesus commanded us to do, not just suggests for us, but commands us. And you guys are really kind of shining that spotlight on it all. Yeah, I mean, we as we kind of prayed through the content, you know, we had an internal conversation, those of us that put all of this together, and we said, how do we convince people that this is worth doing? And, and it was said by a few different folks on the team, I don't think we have to convince people. I just think we have to show people, well, these are, these are ways that it's being done. Mm-hmm. Do you want to participate? Because this is kind of not a suggestion. It's a command. Right. Um, and that's, that's how we're approaching it. Rather than say, okay, go buy 15 cans and drop it off at Catholic Charities, we tell you the story of a thriving Catholic Charities food pantry and rent assistance program. We talk about a parish in a small town in Louisiana that literally built a coffee house for the homeless to be able to come and receive aid and, and grow in community. Um, we, we talk about uh, an organization in Denver, Colorado, that you know, sends millennial young adults out to care for the homeless and to, to get to know them. So we, we wanted to tell stories of people doing the work of social justice to inspire all of us to participate. And I think God places on our hearts, at least for many people that I know, that are running different organizations um, to be able to, that are socially justice-minded. Um, I think of Intervisions, for one, uh, and, uh, of course, Catholic Charities downtown. Um, I, I, I think God puts certain passions on our hearts and says, I want you to go all in here. That doesn't mean I want you to exclude any of this or kind of, you know, use it as a source of division, but I want you to go all in here because this is where I'm going to give you the gifts to be able to really help create my justice in this part of the world. Absolutely. You know, the theological principle of subsidiarity Mm -hmm. would say that, you know, you work where you are. You pay attention to your neighborhood, to your home, to your family, to the community that you are most connected to. Well, there's also, in some sense, kind of a principle of subsidiarity within our own heart. What gets you excited? What are you joyful about? My mom is uh, a social justice warrior in the movement of, of, of pro-life, right? She sits on a board of a local pregnancy clinic. She helps plan their gala. She she does sidewalk counseling. That's that's her focus. Mm-hmm. My dad, a Knight of Columbus, every year um, they they do this uh, candy crawl for for kids in the inner city to come and to have a safe place to go trigger treating. Well, that's that's an element of social justice. They're yeah. two completely different things, but they're both working for the same goal, which is to love and to serve people. And what I like about this, Katie, is you're you're not tearing anything down. Uh, you know, the people down in this um, or organizations, you're lifting them all up and saying, "Hey, let's find your place in this." Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. Uh, podcast. What do we got here? An Ave Explores podcast. <laughs> is this new? No. So we've had we're forty episodes in. Oh, nice. Um, we're just you know trying to make sure people know about it because the. Podcasts are popular with folks, you know, my age, but yeah. we want to make sure people, you know, other folks are listening to it. So it's it's an interview-style show, so think radio that's recorded ahead of time, about 30, 45 minutes an episode, and, and a bunch of our different contributors, we just we bring them on for an interview. So this week we had Father Kevin Sandberg, the, the former executive director of the Center for Social Concerns at the University of Notre Dame, and he kind of gives us a, a master class in what social justice is, a 10,000 view. Tomorrow we have a very special episode uh, with Father Josh Johnson and Sister Josephine Garrett, kind of about the current moment in our culture and talking about ending racism within our world, within even our church and within our hearts. Um, We have a a conversation with uh, Sister of Life coming up this season up in New York, a Franciscan friar of the Renewal. 
Um, so it's, it's just a continuation of the articles and the videos uh, in this really cool interview format. It's my favorite part of the whole program, and you can find it Ave Explores on, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. When you get back on the road again? Oh, I'm pregnant, John. I don't know if you knew that. I, I did uh, know that. Yeah. It's yeah. exciting. So I, uh, <laughs> I pro- my plan was to be on the road all summer. I won't yeah. be traveling again probably till January. That's okay. <laughs> well, uh, you stay safe out there uh, in, in your pregnancy as well. Tell Tommy we say hello. For sure. Thanks, God John. Bless you. That's Katie Prejean McGrady, everyone, project manager and podcast host for Ave Explorers. Love having Katie on. All right. Uh, coming up second. Oh, wait. Chris Magruder. Let's go now. Can't forget about you, Chris. <laughs> Good morning. Feast of Corpus Christi, John. Yes, this it is. is. This is a big day. Oh, and and again, that. you kind of feel a little bit of the ache because, you know, right now, uh, you know, we, we want to stay safe and we want to make sure that, um, you know, we, we follow and are obedient to our bishop and the church and the guidelines. But yeah, I mean, the, you kind of feel the ache a little bit in your heart being away from the Eucharist for so long. Well, John, at St. Francis today at 715, they have Mass and you can go if you signed up which I didn't because I'm with you right now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, that's exciting. Yeah, I know different parishes are, are, are doing that as well, so that's awesome. I know. For me, it's the perfect day. Corpus Christi, and they open the church. I mean, yay. Well, you're going to proclaim a them a little bit. What are you going to have on your show today? You know, completely different. Uh, but we planned this, you know, a while ago. So we're going to talk about how to consecrate your death, how to make your death holy. And that sounds kind of scary. And I know, I, you know, when I was first learning about it, I was like, okay, I don't really want to rush my death, and it doesn't do that at all. What it does is it takes away the fear of death that a mm. lot of people have. So we're going to talk about that today and how you can do that. Um, I don't think anybody wants to fear death. You know, it's going to come when it's going to come. So uh, we're going to talk about how do you consecrate your death. All right. I've, I've yeah. never heard that term before, so I'm, I'm really kind I, of interested I, in it. Me, me too. I hadn't heard about it either, so it's, it's cool. There's a um, nun in Medjugorje, Sister Manuela, who, who speaks about it. So we're going we're gonna to talk about that today. Chris Magruder, uh, co-host <laughs> of Catholic Women Now, along with Julie Nelson, 9 o'clock this morning, 9 o'clock in the evening, Catholic Women Now, as we said. It's all podcasted at iowacatholicradio.com as well. Talk to you soon, Chris. Have a great day. God bless you. All right, you as well. Coming up, second half hour, we're going to talk about Bishop Barron's new Word on Fire Bible that offers a unique and powerful gospel study. I'm going to give you a little sneak peek of it, and I think I am going to be able to get to this now. I didn't want to tease it if I wasn't going to be able to get to it because I would have used it tomorrow. But seven clues. I read this the other day, and this is another one I parked in the archive from Jimmy Aiken. Seven clues that tell us precisely when Jesus died. Yes, the year, month, day, and hour we are able to tell Jimmy Aiken explains just how. John Leonetti in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for being a part of the show on this Thursday. And thank you to Five Sons Naturescapes Landscape and Design for underwriting the show. You know, I love Iowa Catholic Radio, and they do too. This Catholic veteran-owned family have been listeners now for a long time. The Pew family. Five Sons Naturescapes Landscape and Design. Listeners for a long time serving families across central Iowa for a long time with outdoor landscaping and design. 493-1060. Be a beautiful day to do some landscaping today. Landscaping, excuse me. Five Sons Naturescapes. Father Andrew, now with today's Gospel and Reflection. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, You shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother 
will be liable to judgment, and whoever says to his brother Raka will be answerable to the Sanhedrin, and whoever says, You fool, will be liable to fiery Gehenna. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar, go first and be reconciled with your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court with him. Otherwise your opponent will hand you over to the judge, and the judge will hand you over to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Amen, I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. The Gospel of the Lord The scribes and Pharisees were known for their strict adherence to the letter of the law that God gave them through Moses. While that isn't necessarily a bad thing, Jesus teaches his disciples that there's more to following the law than just doing what it says. He aims at not just reform of the mind, he wants our hearts to be converted to a genuine love for him and others, so that sins do not prevail over such relationships. At Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, we try to give you all options and information that would affect the comfort of your home. Do you have an AC that is over 10 years old? Did you have trouble with your AC last year? Chances are high that your system is using an old style of refrigerant that's no longer made. So to go along with our regular $99 Gold Club membership, we're offering you a free leak search. So don't get caught hot and let Golden Rule make sure you are ready for summer. Go to GoldenRulePhD.com. Golden Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. The number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. John Minetti in the morning. Thanks for being a part of the show today. All righty. Uh, coming up, Bishop Barron's Word on Fire. We're going to talk a little bit about it. Uh, his new Bible that is out uh, offers unique and powerful gospel study. I'll uh, have that for you, just a little sneak peek into it. And then uh, Seven Clues. I read this the other day, and I parked this one right in the archive for the show. Seven Clues that tell us precisely when Jesus died. Yes, the year, month, day, and hour are revealed. We'll have that for you coming up uh, That from Jimmy Aiken as well. All right, Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our morning to Almighty God. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus in the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo now with your news and sports. And sports with Mark Amadeo. Hello, good sir. Well, good morning once again, John. Hey, do you have those figures for when Major League Baseball and the Chicago Cubs are going to resume, the exact hour, date, uh, and time, and all that? I'm about done with that. <laughs> My goodness. I don't know. They, they, let's see. The Players Association sent something back to the owners yesterday. I don't know if that's been accepted or mm-hmm. rejected, but, uh, yeah, this is something. I think they're within 10 games of each other, either a 70-some game oh, season or done. an 80-some game. Get it done. <laughs> Goodness sake. I'll tell you, you remember 1994, yeah, and, awesome. and that strike oh, yeah. that strike oh, yeah. did a lot mm-hmm. of damage to baseball. And, and what saved baseball 
was Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire in, in uh, 97-98 uh, with that home run um, uh, kind of race. And, and that, you know, you're not going to see something like that come back for baseball. So I hope they're listening. Well, I hope they are, too. I mean, it sounds promising. Uh, we're uh, <laughs> do a cautiously show watching this. all this. But uh, but uh, can you get uh, Jimmy Aiken to, to weigh in on this uh, like yeah. he is in the other uh, hour? Don't get me time. started. <laughs> Don't get me started. I'll just take over your new segment and go with it, I'll tell you. I want baseball. There you go, John. I want I'm baseball. Well, you know what? If you... If you do, I'll put the iPods in and I go out and take a walk and listen to you. I want to see you get through this. That, that'd be oh, awesome because it's yeah. beautiful out. Got my beautiful heart. Out, but... Got my heart going now. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, all right. Well, let's get right to it this morning. Got a beautiful day from the WHO TV 13 weather desk and meteorologist Megan Selwa currently in Des Moines at the Mercy One Studios. Mostly sunny skies. Yes. You will need not an umbrella today, your sunglasses. 58 degrees right now with a west-southwest wind at 6 miles per hour. That humidity down to 75%. And today, here in central Iowa, we'll see sunny skies, some breezy conditions, a high of 82 degrees, west winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour throughout the day. Tonight, mostly clear, overnight low of 60 degrees. And then tomorrow, partly cloudy, dry, high of 84 degrees for your Friday. The weekend looking really good. Highs in the upper 70s both Saturday and Sunday. And they are throwing in a chance of sprinkles on Saturday sometimes. So that is a kind of creep back into the forecast. Well, in the news on this uh, Thursday morning and news coming out of the Iowa State Fair yesterday, the 2020 Iowa State Fair will be postponed to uh, the 2021 season following a vote by the uh, State Fair Board. Now, the Iowa State Fair Board voted 11-2 to 2 yesterday to cancel the 2020 Iowa State Fair, which was scheduled for this August 13th through the 22nd. Iowa State Fair CEO Gary Slater said social distancing would have posed a challenge to fair organizers and that the Iowa Department of Public Health recommended postponing the fair. He went on to say the board will need to reduce its expenses for the 2021 Iowa State Fair. Uh, Iowa joins Wisconsin and Minnesota canceling their 2020 state fairs. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q, Quick Print, and the high school baseball and softball seasons get underway this Monday, and both the Dowling teams will be in action on the road. As a Dowling baseball team travels to Des Moines North, they'll uh, kick things off with a 3.30 doubleheader at the Des Moines North uh, Baseball Complex. And softball game is underway at 5 o'clock at the uh, North High Field. And we will be broadcasting our first game next Wednesday, June 15th. And we'll be live from Principal Park. Joe Stacy with the call. It'll be Lincoln versus Dowling in a doubleheader baseball game beginning at 5 o'clock right here on Iowa Catholic Radio where you can catch both games. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, currently we have a mostly sunny skies, 58 degrees, a west-southwest wind at 6 miles per hour. And today we will see sunny skies, breezy conditions, a high of 82 degrees, west winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports on your Thursday morning John Leonetti Show. Coming up, Jimmy Olson. He has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports, our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities, is sponsored in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic and the Catholic Tuition Organization. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. 
It is a good drive for us still this morning. We are continuing to be accident-free thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to your Saint of the Day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. How brave do you need to be to introduce a former enemy to your friends who he was persecuting? St. Barnabas today. He was a Jew from the island of Cyprus and among the first Christians. When Paul was converted on the road to Damascus, it was to Barnabas that Jesus sent Paul. Barnabas took Paul, a former persecutor of the church, and baptized him and introduced him to Peter and the rest of the twelve. For a year, Paul and Barnabas preached in Antioch and won the hearts of many believers. At one point, many wanted to offer sacrifices to the two preachers, believing they were hosts for some of the Greek gods. But Paul and Barnabas, no, they disabused them of this notion, instead using it as a method of converting them to the belief in the one true living God. Barnabas and his nephew John Mark, the author of the Gospel according to Mark, traveled with Paul for a while, were sometimes thrown out of cities they visited, and were drawn into a controversy in the early church involving adherence to the Mosaic Law. Eventually, the dynamic duo parted, with Barnabas and Mark heading to Cyprus to preach the Gospel. After the events in the Acts of the Apostles, little is reliably known about St. Barnabas. Various traditions have him in Italy, Cyprus, and Egypt. He is the patron saint of Cyprus. We ask today, St. Barnabas, to pray for us. Amen. And thank you to Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, for underwriting our saint of the day. A deacon right here in Des Moines, experienced in wills and estate planning, makes it easy on you because he does the work for you. 30 years, 224-1776, that's 515-224-1776. If you haven't seen the big news coming out of Word on Fire, Bishop Barron has a new Word on Fire Bible that's offering a unique and powerful gospel study out there right now. The Archdiocese of Los Angeles' Auxiliary Bishop, Robert Barron, Word on Fire, will release and has uh, already to many people. Um, I've seen some of the kind of the influencers in the Catholic Church, we'll call them, that got a, a sneak a peek and a copy of it so far. The new Bible offers a powerful and unique method of studying sacred scripture. The Bible, Word on Fire Bible, Volume 1, the Gospels, includes each of the four Gospels, but as an element of scripture study not seen in typical Bibles. The Bible includes essays and meditations from various church fathers, artists, saints, and Catholic writers, including Bishop Robert Barron himself, Michael Stevens, Archbishop Fulton Sheen, G.K. Chesterton, St. Augustine, St. Therese of Lisieux, St. John Chrysostom, and many, many more. And these commentaries, explanations, reflections will help you dive deeper into sacred scripture. So uh, I, I know that when they are out uh, in the masses, I'm sure uh, we're not... Um, uh, I'm sure many people are going to be able to get this. And, and, you know, again, you can order them online, but you can also go to Divine Treasures, and if they don't have it, they'll definitely order it for you. But I'm sure they'll have plenty of them. It is beautiful, too, by the way. I mean, you just look at this Bible. The art that they use is just something uh, something really neat. So I think it is unique, and I think it's going to be a powerful study for many people. All right, coming up right after this, seven clues, seven clues of how we can know precisely when Jesus died. The year, month, day, an hour revealed. Jimmy Aiken, next. John Lee Nettie in the morning. Well, he's not next, but the words that he wrote uh, are next. John Lee Nettie in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. And a big thank you to, let's see who's next here. Uh, did I say Dean Bell already? No, I didn't. Dean Bell. 
Thank you for underwriting the show. Called me the other day. We had a great conversation. It's looking like maybe end of July, August. We're trying to see if we can get some basketball back going again, but we want to make sure everyone's safe. But we're at least talking about it, which is good. Dean Bell, Bell Construction, residential re-roofs for the last 30 years, 963-4494. Central Iowa, serving all of Central Iowa with residential re-roofs, 963-4494. Diocesan Minute is right now. This is your news for the Diocese of Des Moines for Thursday, June 11th. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins. As parishes in the metro area soon begin offering weekday mass, the faithful ages 5 and up are asked to wear a face mask before entering the church. You and or your family will be asked to observe social distancing throughout your time in the building. Family units must sit 6 feet away from others during mass. You're encouraged to use the hand sanitizer placed by the door when entering and exiting the church. Offertory baskets will also be placed by the door for your tithing drop-off. Bishop Johnson's strongly urges that you receive Holy Communion in the hands for the common good. If you're elderly, vulnerable to COVID-19, or live with someone who is vulnerable, you're encouraged to stay home. Though weekend Masses have not yet resumed in the metro area, the Sunday Mass obligation remains suspended. For those who do not attend Mass, know that God's infinite grace and mercy remain abundantly available. Find more resources and liturgical guidelines on the Diocese of Des Moines website, dmdiocese.org. The Diocese of Des Moines will be celebrating tomorrow night at 5 p.m. as three of our seminarians, Brad Roby, Jake Epstein, and Reed Flood, were ordained transitional deacons for the Diocese of Des Moines. This is their last step before their ordination to priesthood next year. You can participate in this celebration virtually by tuning into the Diocese of Des Moines Facebook page tomorrow evening at 5 p.m. Just go to facebook.com slash dmdiocese. And speaking of our three seminarians, they will be guests on Bishop Johnson's weekly radio show tomorrow morning at at 9 a.m. Tune in to hear from Brad Roby, Jake Epstein, and Reed Flood about tomorrow night's ordination. That interview is tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. That's your news for the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Kelly Mesher Collins. Listen to The Uncommon Good with Bo Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr Wednesday mornings at 10 on Iowa Catholic Radio and on demand at iowacatholicradio.com and the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, is a proud supporter of Iowa Catholic Radio. Steve is a longtime resident of Iowa and is licensed to practice in all Iowa state and federal courts. He has years of experience in real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. Steve's law office phone number is 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Thank you, Caldwell Parish, for underwriting Iowa Catholic Radio. Conform to the wishes of the deceased and to Catholic liturgical burial traditions. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. CaldwellParish.com. At Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, we try to give you all options and information that would affect the comfort of your home. Do you have an AC that is over 10 years old? Did you have trouble with your AC last year? Chances are high that your system is using an old style of refrigerant that's no longer made. So to go along with our regular $99 Gold Club membership, we're offering you a free leak search. So don't get caught hot and let Golden Rule make sure you are ready for summer. Go to GoldenRulePhD.com. Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Thanks for joining me, friends. John Lee Nettie in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Appreciate you being a part of the show. 
today. Thank you to also Blessman International for underwriting the show and their team of people that are helping all the families there in Limpopo, South Africa, many of which that are suffering and suffering still, feeling the effects of uh, what happens here in the world, what has happened here in the world with uh, coronavirus. And, um, you know, but they're, they're still doing what they can, and I, I'm impressed by that. Blessmaninternational.org, thank you again for underwriting the show and teaming up with us here at Iowa Catholic Radio. I uh, read a great piece the other day, thought I'd, I'd share this with you, uh, written by Jimmy Aiken. And, you know, Jimmy's the, the kind of guy, if you listen to Catholic Answers here in Iowa Catholic Radio, Jimmy's the kind of guy that he loves figuring things out. Um, you know, he, he's kind of like a spiritual detective. And I really enjoy that about him because I, I find, you know, the things that he does, he, he doesn't, um, I guess, overplay his hand either. So if he doesn't know something, he's just very clear about it. We don't know. Uh, but if he does know something, and if he's confident in something, he really goes all in. But he doesn't just say it. He kind of leads you step by step through it. And this piece was one of those. Seven clues, he says, that tell us precisely when Jesus died. The year, month, day, and hour revealed. And he talks about this being really kind of the um, the difference and what separates Jesus from mythical pagan deities who were supposed to live in places or times that None can specify today. We can actually uh, specifically narrow this down. And we know, of course, Jesus of Nazareth, those who followed him, uh, died and rose. We have those accounts from people. Now, again, there's a lot of things uh, there that people will argue, and I don't have time to debunk all of them. Uh, But this is important, I think, for us, because, again, this is what really separates you know Jesus from these mythical deities, these uh, you know stories and uh, and fables and all of this that we can actually pinpoint and narrow down factually uh, where Jesus and how Jesus died and when, of course, which is important. So he goes through seven clues. We'll go through them here. Clue number one: the high priesthood of Caiaphas. The Gospels indicate Jimmy says that Jesus was crucified at the instigation of the first century high priest named Caiaphas. Now we know from other sources that he served as high priest from AD eighteen to thirty six. So, friends, that's that's precisely the time frame that we're operating. You can't you know get more specific uh, than than between eighteen and thirty six, can you? Or can you? Yes, you can. Clue number two, he says. So again, we're operating between A.D. 18 and 36. The governorship of Pontius Pilate. All four Gospels agree that Jesus was crucified on the orders of Pontius Pilate. Now we know from other sources when he served as governor of Judea, A.D. 26 to 36. So we can now narrow it down a little bit more in the range of those numbers. But Jimmy asks, how can we or are we going to find the specific day and year? So remember, if you're paying attention here, first step, we found uh, we were able to narrow it down to AD 18 to 36. Now we're able to narrow it down to AD 26 to 36. So that takes some years off. Clue number three, after the 15th year of Tiberius Caesar, the Gospel of Luke tells us when the ministry of John the Baptist began in the the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar. The word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. This picks out a specific year. What's that specific year? AD 29. Since all four Gospels depict the ministry of Jesus beginning after that of John the Baptist had begun, this means that we can shave a few more years off of our range. The death of Jesus had to be in the range of seven years, between AD 29 now and AD 26. So we take three years off. See, this is what he does. I, I just, It's just all so fascinating to me how he how he goes about this like a a spiritual detective. 
crucified on a Friday. Yes, we know that. All four Gospels agree that Jesus was crucified on a Friday, just before the Sabbath, which was just before the first day of the week. We know that it was a Friday because it is referred to as the Day of Preparation. That is the day on which Jews made the preparations they needed for the Sabbath, since they could not do any work on that day. Thus, thus, cooked food in advance and made other necessary preparations. Um, The idea of preparation is expressed by the Greek uh, there given to Josephus uh, to that day. And, and, uh, of course, you know, this helps us um, understand. It it can eliminate six of the days of the week uh, in, in understanding this, that it was on a Friday. Of course, there's still a few Fridays between AD 29 and 36. But at least by this, we were able to kind of eliminate knowing that this was the day of preparation, six days of the week. So now we're operating Again, if you're paying attention, on all Fridays between A.D. 29 and A.D. 36. But there's quite a few Fridays between them. So how do we know which one? Well, it was a Friday at Passover. The Gospels also agree, Jimmy says, that Jesus was crucified in conjunction with the annual feast of Passover. Here we encounter a momentary complication, he says, because Matthew, Mark, Luke described the Last Supper on Holy Thursday as a Passover meal. That would suggest that Good Friday was the day after Passover. However, when describing the morning of Good Friday, John indicates that the Jewish authorities had not yet eaten the Passover meal. Then they led Jesus from the house of Caiaphas to the Praetorium. It was early. They themselves did not enter the Praetorium so that they might not be defiled, but might eat the Passover. So Pilate went out to them. That suggests that the Passover, Jimmy says, would have begun on sundown on Friday. There are a number of ways of resolving this. For example, some have suggested that Jesus and his disciples used a different calendar than the Jewish authorities. And we know that there were different calendars in use in the first century of Judaism. Uh, However, regardless of what Jesus' movement did there, we can look to John's statement about about Jesus' captors as an indication of what the Jewish authorities or the mainstream Jewish practice was, he says. Uh, Jimmy goes on, they were celebrating a Passover beginning on what would be called of what would be uh, Friday evening. And so that lets us narrow down the range of possible dates to just a few. uh, And he gives the complete list of what those would be. So uh, it looks as if here he has narrowed it down now to just two, two candidates left. Jesus was either crucified on April 7th of AD 30 or April 3rd of AD 33. The traditional date, and you should know this friends, is, is AD 33. And you'll find quite a number of people today that are advocating for AD 30, but the traditional date the church has always kind of seen was AD 33. Uh, Do the Gospels just let us decide? Well, you'll find the answer to that is no. The Gospel of John records three different Passovers during the ministry of Jesus, and Jimmy goes through all three of those. That means that the ministry of Jesus had to span something over two years. A full treatment would reveal that it spanned over three and a half years, But even if we assume it began immediately before Passover number one, the addition of two more Passovers shows that it lasted more than two years at a bare minimum. That means AD 30 is actually out. There's not enough time between the 15th year of Tiberius Caesar, AD 29, and the next year's Passover to accommodate a ministry of at least two years. So the numbers just don't add up. As a result, the traditional date of Jesus' death, Friday, April 3rd, AD 33, is regarded as the correct one. But how do we know what time? Well, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and uh, each record that Jesus died at the ninth hour. The ninth hour is what we today would refer to as 3 p.m. Jimmy says this allows us to narrow down the time of Jesus' death and date 
month, and year, around 3 p.m., Friday, April 3rd, A.D. 33. I like it. Now I'm sweating going through all that. But I just thought that was so fascinating. Like I said, I just love what Jimmy does there and uh, kind of investigating all of that. Good stuff. Listen to Catholic Answers Live for more Jimmy Aiken here in Iowa Catholic Radio. I know a favorite of many of you. That puts this morning in the books. Back on tomorrow, live from the Mercy One studio. Deacon Tony Valdez, would you give us your blessing? Heavenly Father, protector of all who hope in you, bless your people, keep them safe, defend them, prepare them that free from sin and safe from the enemy, they may persevere always in your love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I am John Leonetti, friends. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. Well, many a dream has died Like a tree planted by the water We never will run dry So living water flowing through God, we thirst for more of you Fill our Just to know you and to make you known We lift your name on high Shine like the sun Make darkness run and hide We know we were made for so much more John Leonetti in the morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International.